Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Andy Bush here. I hope things are going okay. Uh, can I just start the show with just this real quick question, something to do with my personal life. Uh, do you ever get a moment with a friend, a close friend, where they, they say something to you about life and the way it should be, and then you get you end up kind of questioning everything because of it? Uh, allow me to clarify. Literally a few minutes before I got in to do the show today, just chatting on one of my um, completely wasteful, pointless uh, lads' WhatsApp groups that I'm part of with loads of friends and stuff like that. And my friend Adrian uh, got to say, and the long and short of it was, Adrian was saying people who put butter on before peanut butter are sick or unwell. Okay, he thinks it's a weird thing. And I've not spoken to him since because I've obviously come into work. But I've just been left thinking about it. Is that something you've ever heard of? Maybe I've been doing peanut butter wrong. I mean, I've always put butter on first, but there is the name butter is inherent in peanut butter. So now it's got me doubting everything. And I feel like I'm at a real crossroads in my life until I get one form of an answer on this one way or the other. We're not going to do a big thing on it. It's not content that's going to get me right the way through till seven o'clock and Richie's not here. But um, maybe I've been doing it wrong all my life. Uh, Griff says, it's peanut butter. Sorry, it's butter made from peanuts. It doesn't replace butter. Adrian is wrong. I always have both. My business partner only has peanut butter, but she's a nutter anyway. Clearly, um, issues going on underneath there. Claire says, unless you have some sort of tool on the roof of your mouth to remove the lump of cement-like, non-lubricated peanut butter, then that's the only way. And hi to Steve. Steve, thanks for getting involved. He says, afternoon, uh, the rule is butter on one slice, peanut butter on the other. Why would anyone not want the double whammy of those two separate spreads? Heathens, I tell you. Heathens. I knew I shouldn't have worried. I I love you lot. I appreciate all the backup that you've given me. Uh, And you've made me realise that, of course, you put butter on before peanut butter. And I'm going to literally take a photocopy photograph whatever of all of your texts, tweets, messages and send them on to my friend, uh, my friend Adrian and get him to get back into his box because he's a madman just having peanut butter on dry bread. The man's crazy. So thank you very much for that. In other news, uh, I'm glad the football season is over. I just want to start by saying that. It's horrible being an Everton fan uh, this season. We survived it in the end but obviously didn't end exit stage left without getting absolutely tonked by uh, Arsenal yesterday. Uh, and I'm just glad it's over. But one fact about the football that I did find out yesterday because it obviously went right to the wire uh, were you aware that they had a replica Premier League trophy at Anfield because obviously there was the game at Man City the game uh, at Anfield at Liverpool and they didn't know who was going to be the, you know, the one lifting the trophy so they had to have two trophies on the go essentially and it went right down to the wire but I love the, the, this whole thing of perfect copies or replicas of things so for this, this little hour of the show this last little half an hour 40 minutes or whatever do you have a copy or an exact replica of something I know there's quite a few people who are into really into particular movies and stuff that will get like a, a sword made that's just like a Legolas's sword or or a bow and arrow from Lord of the Rings or something like that if you're into your sci-fi etc uh, Colin has just tweeted just, this is quite weird uh, Colin has tweeted the show at Absolute Radio if you want to get involved uh, he's got a shrunken head from the prisoner of Azkaban the uh, Harry Potter movie and it's one of, he's sent a video of it. It's one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. So if you've got a replica, perfect copy of anything, I want to hear about it tonight on the show. Simon says, my mate Gianni has replica swords from Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings and Thundercats. He also has a replica Rambo knife and a £250 dark sabre from The Mandalorian. Simon, I'd stay away from Gianni. Sounds like trouble, to be honest with you. Uh, we've got Lauren on the line uh, with her other half. What have you got a replica of, Lauren? We've got a life-sized Ewok <laughs> um, from Star Wars. A life-size Ewok. So in real life, everyone listening right now, 
put a finger on your body where you think an Ewok comes up to. Where's a, where's a life-size Ewok come up to on you? Above, it's above your waist, isn't it? Yeah, above your waist. Just above there. Yeah, I can, I can kind of see that. And what kind of Ewok is it? It's the size of Davis. It's size... the size of Warwick Davis. You two but remind me of the, the couple on the fast show who are talking on the train. <laughs> and uh, is it is it Chief Chirper? I remember having a couple of Ewok um, figures when I was a kid. Is it Chief Chirper? Is that, is that the name of the Ewok? It's the grey one. It's the silver one. I can't remember the name of it. Brilliant. And then finally, then where is this uh, Ewok in your house? Well, we've got a, a, a toy shop and it's in there, but it's not for sale. How much would it be worth? If I was to, if I was to make you an audacious offer for it, phone bid of a, a, in an auction, how much? 300 quid. 300 pounds? 300 pounds. You wouldn't want to let it go, though, would you? Not really. <laughs> uh, this one says, I've got an exact copy of myself, an identical twin. His name is Greg, and I get mistaken for him all the time. Says a fuming Ryan from Shropshire. Uh, Tom says, I used to own a full-size replica Dalek. Now I re fully refurbished them for other people all over the country. The wife goes uh, absolutely crazy when I have too many orders in as they start invading the house. Uh, love that. Uh, Cleo says, I've made a, a replica pair of ruby slippers from The Wizard of Oz. And she sent in a photo as well. They're absolutely amazing. Looks like the real thing. Uh, we've got Neil on the line. Neil, what is your replica? For a year, we moved to Florida. We were going to be there a bit longer. And I had the science teacher who had all these uh, rockets Right. and these badges up in the classroom. And I had this book that my dad had got me about the space program. I was absolutely fascinated with it. And so she decided to donate them to me. And I've still got them at home. They're, uh, they're a full set of badges that are... Um, so it's one from every mission uh, that went into space uh, oh. with a big Apollo badge in the middle. And they're all proper hand-stitched badges. They, and it says on this thing, uh, at the bottom has got like a like a collector's plaque type thing that says they were made for the spacesuits and, and that some of them were donated to to be sold to the public because uh, there's a big collector's thing around all the NASA Apollo um, paraphernalia. You can get photos, autographs and all that kind of thing. So, and, and, and the weird thing is I actually contacted NASA a few years ago to ask how much they were worth for an insurance valuation for yeah. my flat. Yeah. And they said, they said, oh, they don't really have a value. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> These things are, like, priceless. No, I bet, I bet. I mean, is, is they saying like almost it's beyond value, that kind of thing? They, they basically said they couldn't put a value on it. So, you know, it would be a case of trawling through auction houses, I suppose, to see if any had gone through and, and what the cost was. What an amazing bit me, of history as well. Yeah, I bet they are. And obviously being in Florida, obviously that's right on the doorstep of where, you know, where uh, you know NASA is based and where they, they, they launched yeah. these things from. Where, do you display it in the house, the, these replica badges, or what do you do with them? I do. They're, they're up. They sit on top of a cabinet against the wall, but I do need to get a proper, you know, little hook up there for them. So, yeah, they're on display. Amazing. Fantastic. Good to speak to you. What an amazing thing to have in your house. They are. They're brilliant. I love them. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I feel a little bit rushed and everything today. Just literally got back off the train. I uh, took my middle daughter, Thea, down to Devon to see her nana and granddad for the weekend, which has been great. Uh, and she's, you know, it's a lot of train travel or whatever. She's three. She's a good girl. Uh, it was a long journey, though, Essex to Exmouth. Uh, there and back, you know, there on a Friday, back on uh, earlier on this morning. So uh, I'll be honest, I've been letting her watch YouTube on my phone to keep her occupied. Shabby parenting, I'll be honest with you, but needs must in certain situations. Uh, and I've been giving her my phone, letting her watch stuff on YouTube if it looks like she's going to kick off. Uh, so as a result of this, she started watching uh, this thing um, called Blippi. 
who's I think he's like an American guy. He's like a bloke with high, uh, like a high pitched voice and orange trousers and glasses and stuff like that as well. Uh, and I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I, I'm talking to you like a, the way a friend might ask to meet up for a coffee and nervously, excitedly talk about something that's happened in their life where they just need some advice. Now, the background to this, I've been told off um, by my other half, Katie, for swearing at Bing. I've been making this big thing about Bing's like the world's most annoying kids' TV character ever. And I've been told off for using blue language about Bing. So I'm not allowed to mention that. And I never thought that I'd get more annoyed about anything in my life than Bing. But I think Blippi might have just um, exceeded that, to be honest with you. Uh, and I feel like I need to do some kind of intervention. But I think the question I wanted to ask you a lot was, have you had a problem with this in, in your lives, with your children, uh, this this TV character? Uh, also, do I have any right to stop her from watching it if that's what she likes and that's what she wants? Blippi's not doing anything wrong. It kind of reminds me of the... Is it the prime directive in Star Trek where they're not allowed to get involved in the natural evolution of uh, an alien society? Well, why do I get in the way of Thea watching the TV that she wants to watch? So I want to call this hour of the show... Blippy intervention. Have I got any right to ban him or not? Your advice, please. Uh, Ross tweets the show to say, after a quick Google, I don't think I like Blippy already. Thanks for the heads up. If you're unaware of what Blippy's like, have a listen to this. Hey! It's me, Blippy, And today, we're at Leor the Baker's Place in Scottsdale, Arizona. And today, you and I are going to eat a lot of tasty treats. Listen to his voice. Whoa! Whoa! Look at this place. Oh, hey, Lily. I want to put him through a supermarket window. <laughs> Ooh, okay, let's get to shopping. Well, I'm going to have to stop that right there. So, I don't know what to do about this. Have I got any right to ban her from watching it? Ian in Cheshire says, uh, the worst bit about Blippi is all the Americanism my boy has picked up. Took me ages to get him to stop calling the bin lorry a garbage truck. Actually, side question as well, since we're talking about banning stuff, right? Were you ever banned from watching something when you were a kid? Tell me about it, 8, 12, 15. Uh, Chris says, why don't you try and steer her to better quality YouTube videos or streaming? We have a 10-month-old and spend nights when he can't sleep watching the World Surf League coverage. So far, he seems like he's really enjoying it. Well, I'm sure he is. Uh, we've got Tracy on the line, staying on Blippi for a second here. Uh, Tracy, what's your thoughts on Blippi then? Be honest. Okay, so my three-year-old granddaughter, she's nearly four, absolutely loves Blippi. She idolises Bing, so it's a bit of a toss-up as to which one she'll right. watch. But Blippi, he's a self-made man. He was in the American Air Force, I think it was. And he was babysitting his nephew and didn't like the kind of kiddie things that he was watching. So he decided, I can do better than that. And now he's worth gazillions, so he has. OK, so you're, you're essentially saying for me to, to give Blippi a chance because in, in many ways Blippi's an entrepreneur. Uh, not so much he's an entrepreneur, but he's looking at the world through the eyes of a toddler. So that's why he's so excited about everything. Annoyingly exciting, I get you. But he he is enthusiastic, it's educational, he goes to different places, and um, your uh, three-year-old will yeah. probably grasp it within about four or five months. Okay, listen, I already work with a guy who sees the everything through the eyes of a toddler. His name's <laughs> Richie Firth, so I don't need more of that in my life. Thanks very much. <laughs> 
Yeah, but, you know, so you must be used to it. So it's all good. Cheers for getting in touch with the show tonight. Uh, we're asking you what have you been banned from watching because we're talking about uh, maybe possibly definitely banning my three-year-old from watching any more Blippy because he's so damn annoying. Uh, some great stuff coming in. This person doesn't leave their name. I used to watch The Young Ones on VHS every day when I got home from school. I could recite each episode verbatim. Uh, my stepmom then wiped the videos as she said it was unhealthy talking like them. That was 1984 and it still scars me to this day. If there's something that you were banned from watching, when you were a kid, uh, my other half, Katie, has just tweeted to say that she was banned from watching El Dorado when she was a kid. What was wrong with El Dorado? What could possibly be wrong with that? Uh, this text says monkey. Remember monkey magic? Um, and I thought it would damage my soul. Good Catholic man himself, my, mo my poor mum meditating whilst it's on. Uh, this one says I was banned from watching Power Rangers after I gave my sister a double-footed dropkick to the chest. Carl says, I was banned from watching Monty Python's Flying Circus. Uh, my dad absolutely hated it. I must have been the only kid in the school who couldn't relate to the parrot sketch or the Ministry of Silly Walks. You can see the long-lasting effects of these bands here. This is big, big stuff. Have we got Emily on the line? Emily, what were you banned from watching when you were little? Keenan and Cal. Now, I, I've never heard of this programme before. Please describe what Keenan and Cal was and what was it about? Uh, it was just about um, two guys um, that, you know, it was like their average life and it was all really silly um, stuff like... Um, I think one of them was really dumb and the other one was like always smacking him around the back of the head. Um, what channel was, was this on? It was on Nickelodeon. Right, and you were, you were going to suggest the catchphrase? What's the catchphrase for Keenan and Kel? So the catchphrase was, um, who loves orange soda? Right. Is that a catchphrase? Um, Is that, that's the catchphrase? That's, that's their catchphrase. Basically, it's like, who loves orange soda? Um, Kel loves orange soda. And then it goes on, and, it's, and it just used to frustrate my dad to the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so what, he, your dad banned you from watching it because it used to get on his nerves? Yeah, he literally, if I had it on, he would turn it off. Um, it, you know, if he walked into the room, I had to turn it off before he got in because he would just go mad at me. Wow, I like the cut of your dad's jib, I'll be honest with you. Does it make you want to watch it more, though, when it was, it was contraband in your house? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got to be a bit of rebel at that age, haven't you? Jessica from Cambridge says, uh, I was banned from watching Pingu after I started to talk like him. I was only four. Uh, TV's Aidan McGee has tweeted saying, I wasn't allowed to watch Rockcliffe's Babies. And I didn't know what that was. At first, I thought he was talking about the Rockford Files. Just Google it. It looks incredibly grim. I'll be honest with you. I think I uh, back up your parents' banning of that. Uh, and this one says, Bush, I was banned from watching Tales of the Unexpected. Uh, the one week I stayed on the stairs watching through the crack in the door was the episode with a faceless nun in a rocking, <laughs> in a rocking chair. Scarred me for life. Never watched it again. Honestly, I'm a huge fan of Tales of the Unexpected. Big fan of uh, the Twilight Zone and that as well. But it was proper scary. I almost feel like programmes like Tales of the Unexpected were put there in the nighttime schedule just to, like, it's like lobster pots to trap little kids who are, you know, illicitly staying up late, scare the life out of them, send them straight up to bed, like a rat up a drain pipe. So if there was something that you were banned from watching, I want to hear about it. Mark says, I was banned from watching anything with the red triangle symbol. Those that know, know. Mark, what does that mean? Uh, actually, don't answer that question. Matt in Sheffield says, Bush, I was banned from watching WWF after my little sister let me tombstone her, which apparently is the Undertaker's finishing move. And I mean, when she went through, and I mean through the settee, literally snapped it in half. And quite lucky, looking back, I didn't do the same to her. There you go, this is dangerous. And we've got Cheryl on the line. Cheryl, what were you banned from watching then back in the day? Lassie and the Littlest Hobo. Did your parents have it in for dogs? 
No, just the fact that I used to cry all the time at the end of it. So I got banned because so, my mum just couldn't cope with, with me being so upset. Got really emotional. I mean, I can understand when the emotion comes from Littlest Hobo. It was kind of sad because he was moving on to... Uh, was it a boy or a girl dog? I, was, I don't know what the... Uh, I think Lassie was a girl. All right. So Littlest Hobo gone to another family. That was quite tearful. Why was it sad it at the end of Lassie, there. though? Well, because it was just always so sad because she always saved someone, didn't she? And it just made me really, really upset. Did, so, did Lassie move on to another family at the end of each episode, like well, Littlest uh, Hobo? Was the same family, but I wasn't allowed to watch that many of them to ever find out what happened to her. <laughs> God, it's emotionally scarring, isn't it? I feel bad on your behalf, Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl, can I ask you, do you have a dog now? I do have a dog now. OK, and you all right, though? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine with dogs. I I just I, I won't let him go out. I, he's very much a family dog. And what's his name? Finally, Gizmo. What a cracking name that is! Don't drop any water on him. Uh, Allah yeah, the movie. Absolutely, it's a terror enough as it is. Trust me. Final little text as well about being banned from watching something. Uh, Bush, I was banned from watching Home and Away when I was about twelve. When my mum came in to see Bobby snogging someone, and apparently she was appalled that it happened before the watershed. Parents, huh? Thank you for getting involved this evening. I've been loving the stuff you've been sending in about what you were banned watching when you. You were a kid. So weird what families banned certain things and allowed their kids to watch others. Cabby in Leighton Buzzard said, uh, I wasn't allowed to watch the Tango adverts because my brother and I used to copy them. Slap on the face and say you've been tangoed. Uh, D from Stoke-on-Trent says I was banned from watching Tizwas because my mum said it was too silly and we had to watch Swap Shop instead because it was more sensible. What's all that about? Where's the logic in that? Uh, also as well, I just want to say a huge thank you for earlier on. Uh, the amount of people who've got in touch to say that they back me up in my argument with my friend Adrian about, uh, he was saying that anyone puts butter on toast ahead of using peanut butter is sick, has got a problem. I would say overall the public vote has completely told Adrian to get back in his box. However, I am still concerned. I've been writing down your names in a little black book. There's a few people out there still who are adamant that you don't use butter with peanut butter. What is going on there? This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Thanks to 10 Weeks of Tickets, we're giving you the chance to go and see the mighty Kings of Leon in Birmingham. What we need to do is take part in our little game that we call Who Claims Wins? On line one, hoping to win, is Libby. Libby, how you doing? All right, thanks. How are you? Good. Highlight your weekend, Libby. Highlight of the weekend? Um, I went to... I went away for my birthday. Ooh, a little bit cagey about location then. <laughs> I went to the last open plan farming village in Britain to see uh, the ancient headlands and the Britain's oldest hedgerow. So that's why I'm being a bit cagey because it's well nerdy. It is well nerdy. In many ways, I'm glad you tried to spare us for it, but uh, we, we've now got it explained <laughs> and we're there. That's where we're at. Uh, stay there. Lovely to speak to you. Uh, we've got Sean on the other line. Sean, can you, have you got a comparable weekend to what Libby was doing? Oh, well, I think mine was way, way better because uh, I met this girl... And I invited her over to my place for a barbie and asked her to be my girlfriend. And she said, yeah. Get in. Well done, Sean. Libby, no offence, mate, but in your face, Sean's had a much better weekend. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, listen, good to have you both on board. Uh, what we're going to do, here are the rules. We're going to give you a random topic that has many possible answers. Uh, Libby, you will have to say how many answers you think you could give in 30 seconds. Sean will then have the opportunity to claim if you uh, think you could name more or less than Libby. Whoever thinks they can name more will then have 30 seconds to prove it and do just that. Uh, if that player manages, they will win the tickets. If they don't, they will lose the tickets to the other player. So now that we're all on the same page, let's play Who Claims Wins? Right, Libby, we'll start with you. And the question okay. is this. How many presidents of the United States since the year 1900 do you think you can name in 30 seconds? Oh, 
I'm going to go with five, but even that's a bit ropey. Hey, well, you said you're a bit nerdy earlier on. That could be in your ballpark. Five there from Libby. Sean, uh, do you reckon you can name more than Libby's five, or do you want uh, to challenge Libby to do her five? I think I can do more than five. What are you going to go with? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. With, I can do more than five. I can go six. Six, Libby. Are you going to challenge Sean to do his six, or can you do more than six? Um, let him do his six. Let him do six, Sean. You have been challenged. Your six, please, and your time starts now. Okay, Clinton, Bush, Bush, Reagan, and Obama, and um, what's the idiot? Um, we need the full uh, name, my friends. Full name. Uh, um. Uh, I know his name. I know, uh, let me think of another one. Uh, 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 hold on, I got one. I got one. I got one. Uh, oh, I've got it. I've got it. I need one more. Yeah. How many? Is okay, we need the full names here, my friend. Come on. Oh, oh, uh, George W. Bush, uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, Barack Obama. Okay, um, I'm afraid the time is up Reagan. there. Let's oh. have a, let's go to our producer Nick and find out where we're at. Nick, how many did Deshaun, who my favourite was going to try and think of the name of the idiot, uh, how many did he get? Not six. It's not six, my friend. You didn't oh. quite make it, unfortunately. Which means Libby, your your week and weekend just gets even better. You've bagged yourself the tickets to see Kings of Leon because Sean no. didn't quite hit the mark there. I didn't even have to do anything. That's great. What an amazing start to the week. Yeah, thank you. And brilliant. Just tell us again the name one more time of that amazing place you went to over the weekend. It's called Laxton. And honestly, even if you're not into nature like I am, it's... The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway.